When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. AJ, Rudo, Blaze, as it official, he is the styling, woo, profiling, woo, wheeling, dealing, woo, nature boy, woo, Rolex wearing, woo, the biggest, winningest coach in franchise history, Jared Bednar. <laughs> it's a good night. <laughs> it's a good night. Avs win three to two over the Washington Capitals. Maybe a little bit squirrelier than people would have liked, but uh, it's it's Blaze's day for the the one yeah, minute rundown. Yeah, let's get to this rundown. So. We got a minute clock up here. Let's start that thing. Uh, Avalanche start a little slow at the beginning of this game. Washington's taking advantage, getting their shots, their chances. Changes pretty quickly, though, with Nathan McKinnon picking up his 700th point as an Avalanche. Pretty sweet. Uh, gets a little back that ass up into him as he pushes the puck over to Leckie, who buries a nice goal top short side. Um, TikTok. TikTok. Oh, then we get into the second period. <laughs> I can't remember who scores next. Oh, it's Alex Cogliano. Alex Cogliano. Did yeah. I say Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My bad. My bad. Let's keep going. McDermott. Shot from the point. Cogliano uses what? His body. <laughs> His body, hand, whatever you want to call goes into the net. Uh, Washington gets a goal back. And then the line that just kind of took it to uh, Washington all night. Gets paid off with uh, an Alex Newicle. Third period. We don't need to talk about third period. <laughs> Icky. <laughs> we'll get to it. Got to 3-1. The game didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a game that was all over the place tonight. I want to start with the McKinnon goal because I think it's one of the few things that the top line actually did well tonight. Uh, full credit to Nathan McKinnon for figuring out a way to make that play, just by getting stopped. Yeah. Great individual effort. Yep. Got the line, his last one of the too. night. <laughs> Not wrong. Obviously, lucky with the nice finish, as Blaze mentioned. Yeah. Look, you get the abs out on the right foot. That first period was a little bit back and forth. The abs were giving up some pretty dangerous chances to Washington. They weren't cashing in on. That goal goes in, it feels like things kind of settled down for Colorado yeah. a little bit, right? So, Well, they are definitely getting outplayed until that happened. I mean, yeah, it wasn't looking good at the beginning of that game. Looked okay at the end, sort of, barely, kind of. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll get to some of the good stuff here, but the Avs are getting away with right now not the best from their top six, and... Maybe a little bit more expected, but they're just surviving yep. the majority of their defense, right? Can I, can I, honest question. Yep. Entire defense gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Which members of the current defense play in the top four? Devon Taves. Is that the end of the list? Because I think it I is. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the end of the list because yeah. I think Sam Gerrard's played himself into a third pairing role oh, when, he yeah. when healthy. And I think, uh, I mean, obviously we've seen with Eric Johnson, you it's know, that he's, he, look, he's, he, he did yeoman's work this last week without Kale McCarr, um, kind of putting himself back into a top ish kind of pairing job. 
and surviving was bad tonight. Yeah, yeah. With the healthy lineup, that guy's on your third pairing. Oh, just for sure. Is. I mean, your second your second pairing is Manson Byram. Easy. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I think EJ and Gerard have made it easy by not claiming the role. Yeah. So. Just <laughs> just kind of the way things have played out. Now, realistically, we know Jared Bednar will rotate, mix, well, and, and match, and, and all of that. There will be there will be a you know there will be handfuls of games where, of course, like that 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 kind of will change based on situations. You know, who does what? You know, blah 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 blah. All the things that happen, but on average, uh, the fact that they're winning games right now with this defense being what it is, yeah, um, at all. <laughs> You take it however you can get it right yeah. now. Well, you just need big games from your goaltenders. Yep. You do need, I mean, you need your goalie to be there. I mean, you, you need him. You, you need him to be rock solid. And once again, I mean, we're talking about the, the, the goaltending for Colorado continues to be great. Yeah. You know, it's been third best in the NHL coming into tonight. Didn't get any worse. Just, just, just more of the same. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and certainly, I mean, we'll talk about the OV goal, which on the one hand, it's Alex Ovechkin. On the other hand, maybe you want Georgiev to play it a little better. But certainly through the first two periods, he did everything you could ask him to do for Colorado. Allowed them to get to that 3-1 lead in the first place. Yeah. like and to see a save on that last goal. I said we'll get there. But <laughs> I'm not going to throw a fit about it. Yeah, absolutely not. And look, where this podcast is really heading is two places. One, you can't really have games like this from Miko Rantanen. And it's not to take anything against him. I get it. He's still amazing hockey player. He's still playing out of his mind this year. But it makes the Avs life so hard when he just completely disappears from hockey games entirely. You need a little bit better there. Thankfully, the Avs had Alex Newhook in their third line, and that line took care of business. Dude, line that was third great. line was badass tonight. Great. Uh, literally nothing but praise for a third. Le the, let's be honest. Their third line was more like a second line tonight. Oh, for sure. You get two goals out of it. <laughs> it's more like a first line. You're not wrong. <laughs> you get two goals out of it, and it's your you're most consistent wrong, line but beginning I was to gonna, end. I was going to give McC McKinnon credit for at least the one goal. Can you say that, though? Because, like, their, their defense is creating all that offense. It's, they are just relentless on the forecheck. Yeah, I. they're just the only consistent line on the team right now. It's yeah. the only line that Bednar can put out there, and you reasonably expect them to go get pucks and go push the game the correct direction. It was the only one that did, too. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look, at, you look at the shot metrics tonight, you get into the analytics of it, your second line got its head kicked yeah, in. Yeah, second line was Its first line lost its matchup, but it had its moments, and your third line won. Yeah. Yep. And you're... Fourth line isn't even really a line because you're playing 11-7. That trio tonight, specifically, outshot Washington 9-5, scored twice. Uh, had 6-4 to four advantage in scoring chances and 3-1 to one in high danger chances. That trio, specifically. Yeah. Pretty good. And this is where I want to have a little bit of an interesting conversation. AJ, we were talking during the game. By the end of it, you wanted to break up the Avs' second line. By the end of it? <laughs> Halfway through the second period. I was going to say. Not the point. When he came downstairs. Not the point. <laughs> My point is, how do you make that work if the second line isn't going, but you don't want to break up that third line? <clears throat> well, then you just start swapping some of those guys around. You, the, the, the things, the core tenets of those lines that you know work. Lekkinen and McKinnon. Sure. McKinnon and Rantanen can't. I don't yeah. know if I would have done it tonight. I don't yeah. think that's the decision I would have gone with tonight. Um, but uh, Nichushkin and Rantanen, I think, are the core tenants of those those two lines. Those are the three pairings. Those yeah. are those are kind of the duos that you're looking at and saying those are those are my preference. So I would uh, tonight I would have swapped Nichushkin and Rodriguez to yeah. start. 
that would have been my my first tinker. And if that didn't get me results, uh, then I probably would have tried to put Miko back up onto the top line next to uh, Lekkonen and, and McKinnon and turn that other one into a third line. It, turn the turn a, turn the Nichushkin Comfort Rodriguez sure, into my third I, line and elevated the new hook I, role. I think that that one is the one I like more specifically because, yes, you were getting a bad game out of Miko. You've also now had a bad couple games in a row out of Evan Rodriguez as well. Yeah, definitely. I like that idea of moving Rodriguez for Nuke just to yeah. try to, like, spark something. Yeah. Because, because I mean, then those, are, those are guys that, like, produce and, like, are usually in on stuff that's going on. And when yeah. those guys are producing, that's when those two lines are actually yeah. producing points for the team. Tonight, both of those guys were bad. Yep. I mean, Nuke, Nuke was, like... Not good. Yeah. He existed. He yeah. existed. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's. And uh, that's where, that's where the tinker where you're, you're still keeping McKinnon and Ranton yeah. in apart. So yeah, that yeah. if you do spark something, you are still a hard matchup problem yeah. there for the other team. Uh, going through the numbers, uh, the, the, the McKinnon line honestly did fine. It held its own. I was being harsh, but it, it breaks even more often than not. And, <laughs> It's really the second line that just had the biggest problem. Just got completely caved. Yeah. yeah. And when you're looking at when you're looking at trying to tinker, you're talking about Arturi Lekkinen and Nathan McKinnon have worked beautifully together. Yeah. And that's and they were they were maybe the part of the top line that I liked tonight. And so that was not that's not where I would have started with uh, trying to break that up. They definitely like playing with each other, you can tell. Well, I I don't know how anybody would ever not like playing next to Arturi Lekkinen. Yeah. He does. He works so hard every shift, and does so much work. And he's smart. Yeah, I mean, and and he's fearless. Yeah. We talk about how he's a little undersized, and he just gets the shit kicked out of him every <laughs> single night. Goes hard. So, it, yeah, it's. But I mean, the, we're, you're talking about like in-game a sure. nitpick, and then in yeah, the next right. game, I go right back to the lineup they started oh, with. Oh, yeah. like, We've seen way more success than not with the way that this has been set up. Well, some of that's just matchup, right? Sorry. No, no, you're, go ahead. you're go right. Ahead. No, some of that's just matchup. Like, there's just certain <coughs> teams that when you match up against them, you're just not going to get that offensive power that you're gonna, you're going to do on most nights with other teams. Like, sometimes there's this weird matchup stuff. And well, and then and that weird matchup stuff plays in your favor because Alex Newell's line just eats. True. And look, it was, it's Thanksgiving every day for that line right now. Again, the way Miko Rantanen has played this year, you're giving that guy half the game to say, hey, are you going to show up and be Miko tonight? True. Yeah. So Absolutely. You, you're not making sweeping changes or anything like oh, that. Dude, sweeping changes on, not. Based on making, a game they won, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, making, yeah. you're making sweeping changes on a six-game winning streak. You are focused on the wrong stuff. Focused on the wrong stuff. So it, it is worth pointing out some of the struggles that probably made this game closer than it had to be for Colorado. But, again, they're getting the job done. Every single night right now, and that's exactly what uh, what they needed to do. So I, I do have one question though: Who needed Bacchus and Shanker more? Was it McKinnon on the goal, or was it Brad Hunt in the third period making the play to separate the puck? I mean, I'm sorry. Are you asking AJ? Uh, that, no, go. You go. I mean, it's McKinnon. He, got, <laughs> he just got backed into. <laughs> That guy just put his rear end right into Max like body, knocked the wind out of him. <laughs> they start mashing too, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He scored the goal, got a seven hundredth point, and then dialed two 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 two. Just to push two for a while. Just push two for a while. I love that. I do too. <laughs> if you have been injured and it's not your fault, you guys do need to check out Bacchus and Shanker though. They will help you wherever the injury came from, whether it be car accident, motorcycle, ride share, even at work, they got you covered. Does that does that mean Keegan Colasar is on the hook for all of Byram's problems? <laughs> you, uh, call give give Box and Shanker a call, Bo. Just saying. What's the statute of limitations on that? <laughs> on concussions caused. Uh, and the big part of it is you don't need to be rich like a hockey player to use Bacchus and Shanker. Mm -hmm. They will consult you for absolutely free. It costs you zero dollars. And even if they take on your case, you pay nothing 
until you win the case. So it's literally free money in your pocket, basically. These guys just working for you to help get you what you're owed. They've won over a billion dollars over the 25 years they've been doing this here in Colorado. If you're from Colorado, I, I, you have to know who they are, yeah. right, at this point. Just make sure you're using them when you have the opportunity to to get what you deserve with the two number. Go over there. Find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Got a, uh, a little pick of the week for you here. I was right on my first pick of the week last week when I said to take the Bengals over the Bills. You got that one. You want to take this one, too? You got another another gem in there? No. No? I was just happy with that one. I was one and one on my football picks last one, week. So. One for one is pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you on that one. I am uh, not going to go with football this time. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit uh, outside the box here. If you're always outside the box, isn't aren't you just yeah. inside the Rudo box? It's true. The Rudo box <laughs> is a little bigger than your average box. Uh, <laughs> Rudo Octagon. <laughs> About to throw down. Uh, not going to do BUFC bet. No, I'm taking the impossible. I'm taking the field to win the Australian Open. The men's? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good luck. That's, that's old. That's just money that you just lit on fire. <laughs> Have you watched how that tournament's played out? Yeah. Enough of it, at the very least. You never know, though. So it's really, you're taking Stefanos, <laughs> the Greek guy, whose last name I can't. It's, it's Tsitsipas. <laughs> Now, maybe I have some inside info, right? That's, that's your best. That's your best hope. Maybe Novak's about to eat some bad dinner or something. I, I mean, he did. He did get hurt his last match. That's so. all I'm saying. He also lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm screaming saying. Screaming at a. Well, it was a fan screaming at him. Yeah. The best part about the pick of the week, though, is if you disagree, you can fade me and take whatever you want on DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you think I'm an idiot, bet against me. Take the well, anti I can't imagine. I can't imagine that Djokovic is getting good odds right now. There's no way. Especially, yeah. especially when you look at how the the all the top seeds have gotten rocked yeah. in this thing. <laughs> Seems like it should be a pretty easy path for him. But do whatever you want over at DraftKings. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You should have picked Ben Shelton. Specifically, Ben. Yeah. I see. I don't know tennis that well to like pick out guys down the depth chart. He's the he's the <laughs> he's the lefty American that made quarters, unranked. Sick. I'm taking him. Yeah. All right, him over Novak and the field. Let's he's just go. been he's just been really fun to watch, and this has been like the this Australian Open has been the tournament that <laughs> American men's American tennis has been like. We back, y'all. <laughs> we took 20 years off while the greatest generation dominated. Someone was telling me. Like, but they're back. Americans are back. Someone was telling me Andy Murray's back. Sort yeah. of. He but, got into the third round and then fell. Yeah. I was like, there's another dude named Andy Murray here. <laughs> and then I looked at him. I was nope, like, same nope, guy. Same dude. That's the same guy. Yeah, he's got that robo hip and yeah. it just. Not the same. Yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't have the. He don't have it anymore. Man, when he came, when he first came on the scene, he was. He's my he's my favorite thing. tennis player ever. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for this this origin story. <laughs> uh, Not Andre Agassi. Not Andre Agassi. No. Mm, okay. It was. I was, it I was, was more of a Sampras guy back in the day. It was well, Roddick. You're a little younger. Yeah. It was Roddick. I didn't Roddick, have. Yeah. I didn't, Roddick, 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 yeah. Roddick I didn't have a favorite until Andy Roddick, and then it was Roddick, and then it was Andy Murray. Yeah. All right. Back to the hockey game. Uh, we're talking about people who are having coming out parties. Is is Alex Newhook here? I, I, I said during the game, I think it is. Has he arrived just, for real? Like, you'll still see. There will still be scoring of slumps. Course, and, you know, he's, he's, still, he's still human. But uh, the way that he's playing the game right now, we talked about it after last game, that it's not, it's not just that he's producing points. It's that defensively he's involved on a regular yeah. basis that he's making he's making quality plays every shift that he's he is spearheading uh, a line between two guys that don't have a lot of puck skill between them uh, mm -hmm. and they are getting out of their zone 
very cleanly and quickly. And yeah. a lot of it has to do with Newhook starting that. So uh, Alex Alex Newhook is, I, I think, has arrived as the guy that we were we've been hoping for. As just as an impact guy. Not, I, I don't want to be, he's the 2C. He's going to score 60. And Forget roll for I'm a not yeah. worrying about any of that. It is just consistent. I think I think it has been enough now. We've watched it over the last few weeks that the, the points are a product of everything else that he's been doing well and is more of a justification uh, of, of the play, of, of, the, of the role. And then him, him in this, at, at center. Yeah. Yep. I, I tweeted it out. I, I retweeted one of Evan's tweets. The exact same thing happened at BC when he first got into college. Yeah, it's true. Where they put him on the wing for a while, and then he got comfortable. They moved him to center, and he was just to the moon. From well, they put, him, they put him next to Matt Boldy. Yeah, and the two of them clicked, and, they, and it they was both gone. <laughs> yeah. Took off. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see. And the point that you were kind of digging at there, AJ, is... One, he's found chemistry with Cogliano and LOC. Definitely. But two, you're seeing him be the driver yes. of that line. He's the dude pushing the play there. He's not the guy just on the wing thriving off of other players' success. Anybody anybody that went and read my piece after the Seattle game, you would have seen that he was uh, this close yeah. to a four-point night. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even, it wasn't even a big leap to be like, he could have had a four-point night. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's obviously in a world where you cash your chances and everything goes his way. Of course, of course. But the fact that he got robbed out of a multi-point night is more of an indictment of just how the how the guys around him finished than anything else. And tonight was kind of this, you know, he that line is very good uh, and and gives you two goals, but. Uh, the 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 one that he does not get a point on it starts with him winning a faceoff in the defensive zone. Doesn't get a point, wins a faceoff, and everybody makes a great play. Gerard with a great flip into the neutral zone on a set. That's a set play. Yep. And um, LOC with a great little great little pass, and you know. And then Newhook's just gone. Yeah, yeah. and then he goes and he walks in and scores. I mean, and 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 it, it starts in the defensive zone. Is what I'm saying. Like he's just been where where he starts defensively is what is driving the success that we're seeing on the other end yeah. of the ice is that getting getting pucks from one end to the other. And Bednar's got to love that line too because even on the, the shifts that they're not producing, it's lockdown defense. You, you're not yeah. worried about them. They're not a liability. You're not seeing like dumb plays happening with that line. So it's easy to go back to them. Yep. I mean, with that and, and line... To, the, to that point, one high danger chance against in that time, in well, 12 minutes tonight. And That's awesome. That, when the rest of your lineup is hemorrhaging chances. It, it's, it fits so well with what we've come to know as Avalanche hockey, too, where forget them getting out of the defensive zone effectively. Their forecheck is murdering people. Yeah. yeah. And teams are struggling to get out of their own zone against that line, let alone and play in the abs zone. Logan, o, Logan O'Connor is playing... Fantastic hockey right now. Yep. I mean, fantastic hockey. And it like Andrew Cogliano with the tip, and it's fine. You know, whatever. It worked. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not really a tip. It's a puck that hits him. Because it was a puck that was going very wide. It's, it was going three <laughs> feet wide of the net. It hits his body, and it goes You went in to a good spot. You got a fortunate yeah. bounce. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you love you love that. Great. Make your own cool. luck. Let's go. Uh, I, I hate that saying. I really <laughs> do. But in that situation. Use it more. In that situation, though, you can see where it would apply, yeah. Because you're you're just it's basic hockey, yeah. you know. You get the puck out high. He's just shooting it. He's throwing it towards the net. Guy went to in the general vicinity, and it just kind of hits him and goes in. And you're like, well, well, I mean, yeah, we made something out of nothing, and it's yeah. it's not the, necessarily the way we drew it up, but that's hockey. That's how it works. Get bodies in that box. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Sometimes lucky, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> as a guy wearing glasses that look like that would say. Yes. No, a guy wearing these glasses would tell Darcy Kemper it sucks to suck. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, after the game, the guy wearing those glasses would have skated over to him and said, get good. It actually Plunk. looks like. <laughs> then taking his stick. And... It actually looks like I'm a, like a 
CIA agent meeting with like a narco <laughs> from Middle America. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting how the sunglasses wear differently on each uh, person. AJ yeah. gives me Blues Brothers vibes. Oh, I'm dude, big time, big time. Uh, Somebody in the chat was like, "Is AJ blind?" Yeah, I thought that was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I I would prefer the uh, John Belushi comparison, but this is fine too. I can also be blind. There's a lot of people who think that I am, given the way that I see the game. So. Oh, wow. Well, we know which one of those people might be blind. It's not H.A. Uh, yeah, I would tend to agree. <laughs> anyway, continuing through this game, though. Uh, one, can the Avs figure out how to stop Connor Sheary? He was probably Washington's most dangerous threat for the entire course of the game. Didn't love that. He's a good player. I think he's a really underrated player. Okay. I like him. I've always liked a big Connor, big Connor Sherry fan. Yeah. I just think he's a good player. A good role player. Very much there, Evan Rodriguez. Kind of fits around all their star talent and uh, just gels really nicely with how they play the game. All right. So just a good fit then. Yeah. Just a good player. Two. We, we talked about Georgiev a little bit already, but. Not our king of the game, by the way. Not our king of the game. Where Where is the line of Georgiev playing well and Georgiev getting lucky? <laughs> because he did, Shiri hit a post tonight. In the third period, you saw some plays where, you know, pucks are kind of just hitting him. Uh, you know, but. Pucks that. It's on the shooter. Yeah, you know, because yeah. when we were when when Colorado was going through the You're goal scoring, them to shoot better for when sure. Colorado was yeah. going through the goal scoring slump, and it was we weren't talking about how the goaltenders were playing phenomenally every night. It's true. We were talking about Colorado's failing to execute here. Yeah. So, it it to me to me this is a this is the same conversation. Georgiev's putting himself in the position that he thinks he needs to be in. It's on the shooters to miss him. It's on the shooters to not hit the post. It's on the shooters to actually to to actually finish. Yeah. So uh, I I just think it, Georgiev did his job. Cap, the Caps didn't. And then this is what it comes down to. You know, it's it's execution, man. It, you, they had opportunities. Uh, they get a they get a, a free one. That's their second goal. It's just a free one. Yeah. They, they didn't earn that shit. They didn't deserve that. Well, the Evs hand that to them. And uh, beyond that, though. Their one goal is just a nice tip that just dribbles through Georgiev. Yep. Other than that, Georgiev outplays them. Easy peasy. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the game, this, you know, it could have changed right there. At the very beginning, I, I don't remember who shot it, but it, it was, was Sheary. Was it Sheary, too? The post? Yeah, the yeah. Post, post. Yeah, it was Sheary. Two posts, okay. I mean, that, again, that could change the outcome of a game real quick. Didn't we, we, we saw two weeks ago when they were losing all their games. Yep. Yeah, it those did. were going in, yeah. That's, yeah, two weeks ago, that thing maybe hits a third post and then hits off Georgiev and goes in <laughs> with the way that the Avs puck luck was and that, going. And look, I, I don't want to take away from Georgiev. He had a no, man, he was awesome. incredible oh, yeah. save in the third period off his mask as he's sliding across, yeah. bailing the Avs defense out, which, again, was it bad tonight? Yes. Is that all that surprising? No. <laughs> you kind of live with it. <laughs> You're going to need your goaltender to pick up the slack on a night where your defense just does not have the goods, yeah. especially when the defense is this beat up because they didn't have the goods tonight. They were bad. They're puck, I did, right now, post-game stuff is going on, and I'd be willing to bet you that puck management is, some, is, a, is, a phrase, of the word of the is a phrase that gets said at least three or four times. Yeah. It's been tweeted out. Yeah, yeah. Look, two things here. One, I think we all agreed Eric Johnson was not as good tonight. Some context there. He did not practice yesterday. Jared Bednar said he's banged up. Yeah, he's fighting through it. That's a guy who's not 100% for you right now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's playing. Where you at, Kale? Right, exactly. This is this is like the one criticism that I have of Kale McCarr is that he reminds me of Peter Forsberg in the bad way. Uh, if he's just not, chalk him up to miss if, if he's not 100%. If he's yeah. at 95% and he won't go. Yep. Unless it's a post postseason game in which, of course, Everybody goes crazy and they go at 10%. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, for the record, I, I like, I say it's a criticism right. I have. It's also his call. <laughs> totally. And I'm not going to, but I do, I do, you do see yeah. that difference between Kilmacar is participating in everything and he's just like, 
well, I don't want to risk it turning into a bigger problem. And everybody in the world understands this, totally. right? <laughs> and you, you totally, and Eric Johnson's like, I'm playing. And he goes out and he doesn't play very well, but he plays like a goddamn warrior for you. This is the same guy who finished a shift on a broken leg. Right. And, and it's just, like, and it's just like, you're fine with all of this and how it's playing out. But to me, it does feel like a contrast where you're like, okay, just different mindsets, different, yeah. you know, and different. Again, if it was game one of the postseason, come on. You know he's playing. Yeah. yeah. This isn't a conversation. So it's not like an indictment of Kale McCarr. I just thought that the contrast between the two decisions where Eric Johnson was like, I'm taking days off. I'm beat up. I'm nope. No chance. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. They need me in the lineup because we literally don't have a call up. <laughs> who else? Who else do you use in that spot at this point? Literally, who do you call up? Is is it Keaton Middleton? You'd, no, you'd go twelve six. Eric Johnson's happen, playing, but Keaton Middleton, man, that defense is getting real tall <laughs> real quick at that point. <laughs> I mean, you're going from six four to six seven, so <laughs> he's a big boy. You're going from big to really, really big. Yeah. But yeah, point is. I uh, I don't think Eric Johnson was very good tonight, but I appreciate that he was a goddamn warrior. To bring it back to your original point, and Blaze, I know you don't play at NHL speed quite these days, <laughs> but can someone get in the Avs defenseman's ears and yell at them to use their eyeballs? <laughs> well, I mean, that... Are you what, are you talking about Gerard along the boards? I'm talking about or everybody everybody along the boards. Along the boards. Yeah. EJ through his legs. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff like is infuriating. I mean, obviously, like as a forward, that's forechecking that guy. Once you get him to the backhand and they're facing the boards, that's advantage you. Um, you would hope not to just make dumb passes when that happens or panic like that, right? Like, you've got to be smart with the puck, um, and especially when. Your, you know, winger is sitting next to you going up high off the boards to the defenseman. It's probably not the best play on the backhand. Yeah, I just, I think it's a communication more than anything else. Yeah, for sure. You need, you need somebody to tell G, and not just Sam Gerrard. Like, I don't know why yeah, this always comes back to this it's guy, man. Every, every it's defenseman that, that on the ice was, tonight. That one was the most, <clears throat> that was like, one, it, it was, one well, and it was, and it was like near the end of the game where we were all yeah. talking about it. So it's yeah. fresh, but. Yeah, like somebody needs to tell him, hey, you've got time because yeah. he can skate like, that out. I mean, he's got about, he's got time to just flip it over to his forehand and maybe make a different play. I, if you want other examples, Brad Hunt had all the time in the world in the corner, and he does the, oh no, I have no time, rip it into my own corner move. Yeah, it, there's uh, slap it against yeah, the, the board and just hope. And for the And someone best. needs to tell him, hey, settle it. You have time or yeah. whatever. It just but, and it's hard on TV because in the arena course, you can hear that yeah. a lot better, where you can hear their communication. On TV, it just the way they were playing it did not look like there was no talk. It yeah. didn't look like there was a lot of communi communication happening, and it looked like they were putting themselves in bad spots with yeah. very little support. Yeah, it, and it's just bad. It's just bad hockey when you're playing with a lead. Look, I get it. Everyone yeah. sits back. Everyone leans on their leads a little bit in third periods. It's just the reality of the league. One because the other team is pushing harder, and two because you're conserving energy. But if you're doing that effectively. Other teams, it's one and done. Yeah. They get in the zone. They get their opportunity. You get it out. You reset. It was far from one and done for the abs in the third period of this it's hockey the, game. It's the blind passing in the defensive zone that drives coaches crazy. They would rather have you Thing that Eric make Johnson a move, did. get to your forehand, and lob the puck out. We watched Eric Johnson win maybe the first foot race he won all year. <laughs> Gets to the puck. And then... And well, and, and and then waits for the pressure. Yeah. Draws the guy in. He does everything that you like, and then he goes between his legs <laughs> to nobody, right to a caps forward <laughs> who's attacking the net. And you're like, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> that was the one that kills you, where you're just like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like, there needs to be communication. That's a trust in a teammate, but you need to take, especially because he does take a beat before yep. he makes that decision. Check before he makes that play. Check. Just take a peek, man. Yeah. <laughs> Try and figure out what you got around you. Get something. This is, there. This is a weirdly critical podcast. It given is. That they, won game. They, won. <laughs> they won this hockey game and they played really good hockey through two periods. For two periods, Very it true. was. Yeah, they were really good. Uh, one of the one of the units that I really want to give love to tonight and is going to be a stud tonight. The penalty kill yep. was exceptional. 
four minutes of power play time. They had the puck in the offensive zone for maybe a minute and a half of that. Yep. Yep. And it was it was so good. The denials at the at the blue line in the neutral zone, the pressure that they put on, the active sticks, the reading of the play. That unit was exceptional tonight. I loved the PK tonight. Gonna dunk on you a little bit, Blaze, here, so apologies, but fine. The Avs PK was so good on the first power play. They got a minute into it, and Blaze is like, the Avs are playing like a weird neutral zone trap. Like, Somebody go attack. What yeah. the hell are they doing? And then I was like, oh. They had played their PK so effectively, Blaze didn't even know. They were on the penalty kill <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Is it's this, true. What is this? This 1-3-1 one, one bullshit is back? <laughs> no, it was just the 3-1 bullshit. That's all it was. But I was like, wow, this is like, they're just allowing them to set up in the zone and come out? I was like, okay, we're playing neutral zone trap now? Like, what's going on here? But look, the PK deserves extra credit because the Evs didn't get a power play opportunity tonight. Yeah, caps, the caps are so clean. Time. Dude, watching so some of those refs are wearing AJ's sunglasses tonight. Watch <laughs> watch the Ovechkin goal. Yeah. And watch Devon Taves freak out after that goal gets scored. Watch the watch the successful pick play that gets run on Alexander Georgiev yep. in the last two minutes of a hockey game. They pick your goalie <laughs> and the ref still is like looks good to me boys interference holding you There's guys so oh sunny milano with the the as as like big Yoink. a hug as he can <laughs> yeah like dude Obi, arms Obi wrapped Obi around a guy yeah man. just straight chopped it on yeah. what was a free well, and, empty and net goal yeah, yeah. yeah nichushkin's going for the empty netter and he just slaps it out of his <laughs> that was an automatic goal yeah. a week ago <laughs> i just what the hell dude it's not even so much that i think that the 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 caps like deserved all these penalties but in a game where you don't call any on them, yep. and then you get into the couple of the final couple minutes, and you're just like, "That's a blatant penalty. That's a blatant penalty." <laughs> the one that truly blew me away was the was the Nuchushkin slashing of the yeah, stick yeah. out of the hands. Because oh, yeah. that's, that's taking away a direct scoring opportunity. It like, was like 50 seconds left where you're like, "Okay, like they've you've." You could say that, hey, we gave you guys a shot or whatever. <laughs> you've already given them a free pass on two penalties. But now with an open with an empty net here, the guy gets inside the zone. You just you just wax the stick, and you're just like, it's Ovi. <laughs> so so what, man? It's a penalty. I oh, was so frustrating. Is what it is. Didn't matter because the Avs special teams were good enough. They didn't lose the special teams battle because of that good penalty right. kill. It's the little things like that that get you over the hump that sometimes you don't think about. Uh the Ovi goal, in hindsight, don't mind it because I always think it's dope when Ovi scores and he gets to write a little bit more history. So, not going to complain that much about that one. We've already been negative all this, enough. All, all good. I'm just going to say it's a terrible play by McKinnon. Yeah. It's a terrible play by McKinnon. But maybe maybe more than anything is that I don't love it from Georgiev. He's got to get all the way over he just, there. He yeah. has all the time, and it looked initially like he was over there. He just didn't get on the angle. Yeah, then. and he's just he's just not there. And you're just kind of like, ugh. And all this talk, like, oh, the, the way that the puck comes off over, he's still like, oh, no. okay. Like, I get that the guy's the greatest goal scorer ever. So I'm not crushing Georgiev if you're, for this. But if you're in position, you just shouldn't get beat short side. Yeah, there, full yeah, stop. Well, like, especially... <laughs> Shorts are like like some there's going to be some that come up over that shoulder. Uh, sure, and you're like, holy shit, that's insane! Like, what a shot, right? Dude, put it in a four inch hole or it, whatever. But, yeah, it, but. This was not that. Like, Georgiev opened up that space, and that should have to me. It should have been a stop. It was a wobbler. It should have been. It, <laughs> it I, I thought it. I thought it should have been a stop. And and also the 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 tweets that I saw. Of, I can't believe Alex Ovechkin, after 800 goals or whatever, is still able to get a, is still make himself a, he's cherry picking. <laughs> Guys, that puck is going the other way. He drifts off just in case the one, that one thing that happened happens. He drifts off over there by himself. Yep. Like you're, if that, if they get out of the zone, you're looking at Ovechkin, and he's either changing or he's making the laziest shit imaginable. I mean, it's 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 one of the two. He's cherry picking that play, well, and it works out great because McKinnon makes a horrible play. 
Right. And like, if that play works, I forget which winger was on the far side, but that winger was gone. Yeah. If McKinnon gets it's through that guy, it wasn't Erod. They're they have an odd man rush the yeah, other way. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and and like like Colorado's defense was like Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we have Colorado, the Colorado's puck. defense yeah. was like, this is this is a free exit. What are we doing? And McKinnon with just an absolutely horrible play. And it, it, you know, Obi gets Obi gets a gift from the gods on that one. And uh, look, he, he smashes it. He does what he does. I could say it should be a save all he want, all I want. I don't care. It's right. three, it, 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 it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They exactly. don't get the third one. That's that's the one that I'm. They don't get that one. Cool. Have mm. it, dude. Have it. Well, you know what? Ovi, getting G- pretty. Georgiev, top Russian. <laughs> Got him. Ovi getting pretty high on the list of goal scorers. Bednar, the highest on the list of franchise coaches. If you're trying to get high at home, use Jive Hive. They'll deliver the buzz straight to you. It's that easy, folks. You don't even have to go anywhere. Your couch locked already? Jive Hive will bring it right to you. You don't even have to get up off the couch. Go to JiveHive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E today. And order whatever it is you might need when it comes to that. Be sure to check the areas they serve. <laughs> have them on their website. Make sure you're covered. There's some places they don't deliver. So make sure you check. Uh, again, He's get your really order delivered the same day. You can get it ASAP if you want. Or you can select a delivery window. So if you know sometime you're planning on getting high later, they'll come deliver it right to you. Just that easy. Head over to JiveHive.com. Again, that's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. Dot com. Enter your address to find out if Jive Hive can deliver to you. They serve Aurora, Greenwood, Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. Need to, need to expand. They yeah. need to aggressively expand those delivery areas. Do they? Yeah. I'm good. I live in Aurora. I'm covered. And after you get that Jive Hive, get your Shady Rays. Hey! hey. We're looking good tonight, chat, aren't we? Uh, to be honest with you... This has made the lights. It's actually That's better. What I'm, saying. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm so much more tolerable. This is a permanent. Yeah, I am now. strongly <laughs> contemplating permanent this being situation. something I wear every night. Yeah, it helps with the lights a lot. They're, 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 it's comfortable enough. Yeah, uh, I've got them over my regular glasses. You can't on camera. You can't even really tell that I have my actual glasses on right now. <laughs> You're covered. I just tossed them on, and they're great. They're blocking all this out. This is much more tolerable than it normally is. Beyond that, we're also brought to you by Breck Brew. Uh, new new little thing coming down the pipeline this Friday. Uh, down at the farmhouse, we're going to be doing a little live show. Dude, I'm excited for this. This, yeah. could, be, this could be a really fun thing. Should be a, should be a fun thing. We're going to try and do stuff like this a little bit more with them, I think, is the yeah. plan. I think the idea is to do it about, once a month or about something. About once a month, yeah. yeah. So if you guys want to come watch a, watch a show live, not exactly sure what the setup is going to be for this first one, but the Breck yeah. Brew Farmhouse over in Littleton. 1 p.m. Friday, we're doing our live show, and the rest of the DNVR crew is going to just be hanging out there all day. So if you want to come vibe with the with the gang, DNVR will be out there doing their stuff at the farmhouse. Yeah, and if you've never been to the farmhouse, the place just rocks. It's just a dope place. It's just rocks. It's great food. Last time we were there for the cup yep. and everything, yep. we uh, we hung out after, got some drinks, had some food, just, just vibed. Milled about. It's a great. If you've never taken the tour down there uh, of the facilities, yeah, yeah. it's badass. It's a really cool experience. So come on down for that. Join us. We have like tons of other amazing stuff going on right now. Also uh, on sale, a bunch of our shirts are 50% off right now. Uh, The the cup championship shirt, which everyone absolutely adores, 50% off. I believe this Kale McCarr one is 25% off right now. The the Landis Cog with the fireworks behind him. 50% uh, off. Oh, yeah. That's the one there. Yeah. So we got we got some sick merch. The, sh- the shady rays blocked out the fireworks. <laughs> Couldn't even see them. <laughs> there you go. Saving season. Fifty percent off on some of those shirts. Look, <laughs> the reality here is, guys, that we got to get through some of our merch because yep. we've got new merch on the way. It's how it works. See, now I've said that publicly. Eric has to get to work. Facts. I mean, look. We Public all, pressure. We all expect another <laughs> playoff run coming, so you got to get last year's playoff merch while while you still can. Exactly, That's, and at fifty percent off. I mean, come on, it's just just well, a deal. Now it's two. The abs are back into the W column. Everything's starting to feel good. Yeah, it's time. 
They're they're they've they're they pass Minnesota. They're in they're not in even third like place. messing yeah. around with a wild card spot anymore. So they're crazy. like Because you remember what ten days ago people were like they're missing the playoffs. It's time it's time to think about trading people. <laughs> they gotta get they gotta do something. They've gotta make a move now. Alex Newhook. Chris McFarland has to bomb. stop sitting on his hands. <laughs> uh we're not even done. February twenty fifth. DNVR Avalanche Takeover is coming back. We're yep. bringing DNVR to the building for the return of Nas. We are. We wanted to bring the diehards, yep. the 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 real fans of fans, to to welcome Nas back. Yep. And get to get to watch that tribute video that they're gonna have for him. Get to say thank you for his contribution in the Stanley Cup run. Mm -hmm. It should be the last one of these that we have. Um, in terms of not takeovers, but I mean like welcoming yeah. back a big the, the former welcome back. Yeah. Yep. It hey. should it should be a thing, uh, and it's it's Nas like huge deal here, yep. and so we wanted to do a takeover on a game that you guys would have a lot of interest yep. in, um, and it comes with a free DNVR shirt. It does come with a free DNVR shirt, so you guys definitely why why not do the <laughs> go do the takeover yeah. on on Nas's night? Yep, it's the perfect night to do it. The takeover comes with a bus trip to and from the arena. So you don't have to drive down there and pay for parking. Yep. And then you get to come back and party at the bar after the game. It's yep. a win-win on that front. And uh, it comes with some free beers on the bus. So it's a good time all the way around. Uh, you can go check it out. It's live right now uh, over on, I believe it's the DNVR Locker. We'll tweet it out. Go follow us on Twitter, DNVR underscore Avalanche. You'll, you'll see it get posted. Get in on it while you still can. If you're a diehard, you can go through the diehard link on the website. And get in as one of the, the cool kids, as they say. <coughs> uh, finally, and last but not least, we also put this out as a podcast. And it would help us out a ton if y'all would go to whatever your favorite podcasting app is and give us a little five-star review. Say thank you, Rudo, mm -hmm. for doing a horrible Ric Flair impression. I really appreciated that in your review. Uh, drop the five-star over there. Give us a little bit of love. We appreciate it a lot. I only say that because we all know the five-star coach in our heart, the king of the game, the king of the franchise, the Kendall himself, yes. Jared Bednar, is it's nice to kind of have an official thing where it's like, okay, now this is the guy that he's going to be the coach. Yeah. If you're, for your Mount Rushmore or your all-time great Avs starting lineup or whatever, yeah. you now have a head coach that you pick without without question. The, that's the guy that you pay you pick. Because before it was like, nah, do you take do you take first season Patrick Waugh? Do you take uh, Joel Quinville, who had great career success outside Colorado, or do you take Bob Hartley or Mark Crawford, guys who won Stanley Cups? Don't even have to think about it now. Well, he's just gonna keep adding to it too. That's exactly right. I mean, there's a long way to go here. It's not like they're on the decline right now. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not in the hot seat at the moment. No. <laughs> Contrary to some people's thoughts. Best coach in NHL history. He's got a long way to go yeah, for that. that. <laughs> there, there are some dudes who have won like five Stanley Cups as a coach. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Passing uh, Michelle Bergeron was kind of interesting because that guy had a losing record. Yeah. He was here for, well, with he was Quebec in, Yeah, he forever. was in. We, he was like their first guy, yeah. and then they fired, and then they brought him back, yeah. and he lost a ton <laughs> of games. Six hundred and eighty some games. Like it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot it's, that he yeah. had. It yeah. was crazy. He yeah. had a losing record, man. Yep. Yep. But of course, at one point, so did Jared Bednar. Sixty losses yeah. in the first year. Had one of the wow. Well, yeah. It took him three more seasons of making the playoffs to get back to 500. <laughs> yeah. You imagine getting the call like, hey, uh, you know, training camp's starting. Can you uh, make it down and coach this team? <laughs> it was, I mean, if you go if you go and look at his career and you look and you like chop off year one. Yeah. He's actually like insanely. Yeah, yeah. Like his, his numbers. And you go and you look at his postseason career. Now, obviously having <laughs> won a Stanley Cup, like you're, that's 16 wins that pretty you get to good. add to your it's record. Uh, especially if you go 16 and four, you're like, well, not a lot of losing <laughs> took place there. But you you do look at his playoff record. He's got like a 600 winning percentage yeah. in the postseason now. Crazy. I mean, and, his worst postseason is a two and four. Yeah. 
That first year yeah. against Nashville. And then he has a couple seven and fours and a six and four. And then the cup run, obviously. Yeah, it's just, it's just, um, it's interesting to well, see. I guess and it'd be seven and like You do start to wonder. Um, it was in chat, Justin says legend in the making. And it's like, I want, you, you wonder, yeah. right? Yeah. You want, you do wonder, like, okay, hey, if he wins another Stanley Cup here. If the Avs kind of push for let's, dynasty mode, let's yeah. say let's say he gets to ten years coaching this franchise, and I think to get to ten, he would have to win another cup. I think oh, so. Sure. Um, because I, I honestly, actually, I think it's almost easier to fire a coach when he's eight years in because you can be like, the message is stale, yeah. you know, things like that. You can talk. You lost the locker Yeah, ex- like stuff like that. Yeah. So I, but I do wonder. I do wonder if he is headed towards. A career like that where we look back and it's not just Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr where we're like, can you believe they had this guy? It's it's also I, Jared Bednar where I want I wonder. I, genuine I, question. Do you think he gets into the Hall of Fame? And, and like who? Jared Bednar. Bednar. Oh, dude, I that's so he's so he's a baby in his coaching it, career. I, I hear that. I understand there's a lot left. Yeah, but. He has an ECHL championship. He has an AHL championship. I get and it. He has an NHL. He's the only one to do it. Yeah. In the same way that John Cooper's right, yeah, the right. only one to go, I think, the USHL, yep. AHL, yep. NHL route. Um, you know, I, he really needs another one. I, I agree. Yeah. I think he I think does. that makes it an easy call, right? Yeah. You win another Stanley Cup. He's probably getting it. in. Yeah. Look, if he wins, if he wins. Two more. If he wins two more, he's in. Yeah, no doubt. If he wins, if he wins one more, and he ends up coaching for twenty years, has the long story and career, you know gets yeah. eight hundred wins as a coach. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. easily. With, now yeah, what he's done with the Avalanche too, like becoming the winningest coach in franchise history. That's also another marker for him. it. It kind kind of because I think what hurts there is that the mark wasn't very high. Yeah. Is that sure. there wasn't there wasn't a really hard number to, to track down. Yeah. I agree. Like uh, if if I were to guess, I would bet that Paul Maurice has more wins coaching the Jets than Bedner has coaching the Avs because of tenure, right? Yeah. So Yeah. Something like that where it's it, like the number was just so low. Like when it, when Tyson uh, Berry took over the all time defenseman scoring, right. <laughs> it was like and you're like, this is only like two hundred and fifty points. It's just not a very high number. Even off of his resume, though, right? Like, what he's already done now. Like, there's no way, like, Jared Bednar just drops off of the coaching right. platform. Oh, like, he, well, you right. never know. I, if he wants uh, to coach, look, well, I'm, I'm saying when, sure when, when, coaches, when coaches hit the wall, you hardly ever see him bounce back. Sure. You know, like, remember when Bob, Hart, Bob Hartley looked like he was. Yeah, he did. Because he, yeah. left, he left Colorado with an NHL, with a Stanley Cup on his resume. Yeah. He was the first guy to get Atlanta into the postseason, and then he won a Coach of the Year in Calgary, all within about a period of a decade. All three of those things happened, and then he was out of the NHL, and he hasn't even sniffed it since. True. So, you know, you just never know with the the way that coaches age is so unpredictable and different. You know, as we've (laughs) seen, some of them are wonderful, but usually those guys that have been in the league for 30 years, by the end, they're out of touch. And you wonder with a guy like Bednar where the big thing with Bednar is the way that he communicates. And the way that he communicates is a way that resonates with the younger generations. And it makes you think that... There's some sustainability there. Yeah, because this is a guy I I will never forget in in his first year coaching. And we, we asked him, we said, how come you guys haven't... Like, how come you haven't given these guys like a bag skate or anything at this point? And his answer, I thought, it's always resonated with me as an obnoxious millennial who needs to understand the whys and the ins and outs of everything. Are and, you drunk with power? And again? Well, apparently, man, <laughs> I'm also a raging narcissist. So, um, but no, he said he said that. Look, he said a bag skate is about making me feel better, and my job as the head coach is doesn't matter how to I put feel, my team man. in a, the best possible position. To win their next game, to give the show them the video from what went wrong in the in the last game and prepare them for the next game. He said, "If I if I waste a practice session, we only get so many of them as mandated by the CBA. There they can only be so many and so long and et cetera, et cetera. If I waste a practice uh, if if I waste a practice session on a bag skate, maybe I feel better. Maybe I feel like I I showed those guys. But as a coach, what have I done to prepare them?" Yeah. 
What have I done to help them get better from the previous day's loss? And you can't, you can make a great argument that sometimes the team needs a wake up call. Sometimes they do need to get an ass kicking with the, with something like a bag skate. Well, but we've very rarely ever seen Jared Bednar not turn the page like that. Yeah. And it's why it's why when they were in that losing streak, it's why we were all calm about it and saying, look, eventually this will stop. I, they're too good. They're too talented. That yeah. This will eventually start to turn. And that mindset, that's where, that's where the mindset of you can't change the past comes in and you don't panic about the future. You know, it's not to say, it's not to say that you don't have a sense of urgency, but that you don't panic about it. And you say as a coach, all right, we're going to turn the page on yesterday. We're going to watch the video. We're going to go. It's why Bedner was like, look, the Chicago loss wasn't that bad. And I got where he was coming from because analytically on video, there's a lot of things that you can look at and say, it really wasn't that big of a deal. It really it, was not. It wasn't that they, they really didn't play a bad game, but it was that it was Chicago. And it was that they've been losing all the games. It was, there were a ton of things. Times, yeah. yeah. And all of my criticisms from that night, I still stand by, but the way that they've responded is a direct reflection of the mentality of their and head coach. The other side of this, I think that is important when it comes to something like a bag skate from preseason, the expectation of the Colorado avalanche is that you are in superhuman shape. Yeah. There is no, Hey, I'm going to bag skate you. Cause I think <clears throat> you guys are, are exhausted and lazy about it. Yeah, those conditioning goals get set in the offseason, and you have to show up in camp right. and meet them. And if you don't, you're getting scratched. <laughs> yeah, you will not. You will not be a part of that plan. So you can't come in. You can't come into this organization unprepared at the start of the year. Yep, we saw it with some young guys a few years ago, and that was the last time when it they ever got happened. The boot real quick. Yeah. yeah, it was the last time it ever happened because everybody raised their level, the the expectations, the accountability, all of that filtered out through all levels of the organization, and the organization changed. It grew up. Uh, okay, I think we got some super chats here. Uh, this one from Melanie. 100 underlined twice. I wonder what that's in reference to. I can, could never figure that one out. That'd be yeah. tough, huh? I know. We know what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just But in reference to what? Is, is it just for fun? or We said something at some point during yeah, this pod. That's, that sparked the <laughs> yeah. need to agree with the 100 emoji. I, I don't all love though. Uh, Two dollars from vaguely sober. Who says BK make that commercial go the f away at BK? Have, have it, it your, your way. way. <laughs> You're all welcome. <laughs> uh, and ten dollars from Odd SC. Who says Rudo? Why don't blind people skydive? It scares the crap out of their dogs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a dad joke, I guess. That should have been AJ's. Hey, Rudo. Hey, no. Rudo. That's what it was. Huh? No. You can't do this to me again. <laughs> Calling Bacchus and Shanker. Nice. Uh, <laughs> $2 from Kevin, who says 700 for the Mac attack. Yes. Yeah. 700 game. Mac gets 700 points. EJ 700 that I have. Kind of a weird coincidence there. Mac had to earn that 700th point, that's for sure. He worked hard for it. <laughs> and then didn't work very hard to be a part of Ovi's history. Sure didn't. Whatever goal number that is. 804, 5, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't even know, man. Yeah. I don't keep track of it, honestly. <laughs> Probably more than that. I'll wait. Uh, when he gets close to Gretzky, I'll start yeah. tuning in every Once day. Once he gets 890, it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like what Gretzky said, too. Like, he's going to travel. Once he gets starts getting close, like, he's going to just travel. Go with him. Team. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So be there. That's awesome. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Super dope. Yeah. Way more respect for how he's handling that than how like Babe Ruth's family yeah, handled it when Roger was, Maris was chasing yeah, the home run yeah. record. Yeah. And they were like, you're a disgrace. And it was super contentious. A lot of yeah. the weird, like the the three-point record that Steph Curry broke not that long ago, too. That one was a little bit weird also. It, I, the reaction to it was odd. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. not the point. Go Ovi. Yeah. Tonight, Ovi didn't get the Caps the win, though. The Avs took it home. At the end of the day, does anybody care how, as long as it's a W? I mean, you care a little bit, but 
ultimately, like, what's the complaint here? What that they they they, they got depth scoring. They, they gave up mm. a goal in the third period, and it was three two instead of three one. Like you don't you don't love the turtle. It's not your favorite, but you know what I say, AJ. That's why you score three. Bam. <laughs> it's just that easy. Uh, yeah, like, subscribe, help us out, do all that good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. I think we're going to talk about uh, some some XFs, how they might fit on the team, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, we were basically, oh. the premise was uh, talking about which former Avalanche players who are not in the Hall of Fame or don't have retired that are numbers. just cheat codes. Yeah. yeah, would be the best fits on the current team. Because we were talking, we John Michael Wiles was the catalyst of the conversation. Yeah. So hey, mm. He might be an upgrade to the AVSD this second. Yeah, uh, he's still skating. Is he in, is he in shape? <laughs> We're out of here for the night. We appreciate all of y'all. Uh, we will see you tomorrow, and uh, maybe I'll just never take these glasses off again. <laughs>